Hello, hello. Where are we? Gosh, I think this is episode nine, which is a bit bonkers, really. Um, the last episode was um, just kind of a short episode with Harry, which was very fun to do, I have to say. Um, this episode, though, I've, I, <laughs> I've called new year new me new bullshit because i've been surrounded by happy new year how is your christmas what are your resolutions and honestly instead of being offended or emotional i just i think i can I just couldn't give a shit. It's just what I expect. People just are, British people in particular, we are so oh, automatic in our, oh, how was your Christmas? Happy New Year. Or how was, oh, yeah, well, it was quiet. Yeah, you know, oh. Anyway, I'm, where are we? 5th of January. I feel like I've already navigated the conversations of a, a million Happy New Years. And me resisting the urge to turn around and go, well, no, not for me, not really, but you know, appreciate the gesture. Um, there is no more neutral way of saying Happy New Year to somebody. It's a bit of an automatic response. So I just kind of smile uncomfortably and carry on resisting the urge to be incredibly sarcastic back, but decided not to. Um, so let's just chat about how New Year was because I think when I sort of started the Christmas period, so back at the beginning of December, I think I thought that the New Year was going to be more emotionally challenging than Christmas, and actually, in the end. Surprisingly, it turned out that Christmas Eve and Christmas Day was actually kind of the worst low point for me. Whereas New Year, I think because I'd anticipated it so much, I think my brain had processed lots of feelings already before it happened. I'm such a oh what's the word I'm looking for Uh, such a believer in kind of preparing for the worst so I always feel my brain I think if I prepare for kind of the worst thing or the worst feeling if that doesn't happen actually I see that as a win I see that as a positive so I think I probably see Christmas as the unexpected and New Year as kind of the positive one that I dealt with and just got on with and it was over and done with quite quickly so it was going to just be Harry and I at home and literally last minute the day before um unsurprisingly um somebody from the hockey fam um invited us round for drinks and food at theirs with no kind of connotations as to how long we should stay for or anything like that. So actually it worked really well. Harry and I went up for kind of early evening and I said to Harry, look, you call it. 
we can go home whenever you want to and surprisingly found us found ourselves there at kind of 11:45 in the evening and all of a sudden harry just went no mum, i want to go home i want to just be you and i for the fireworks on the tv and i was like yeah brilliant let's go so we went home and sat on the sofa watched the new easy fireworks and i think you know a few wines a few beers um i had a really good cry i wasn't hugely sad it was just ah oh, i think i'd already massively processed the impact of the fact that going from 2023 to 2024 was going to be quite a change because 2024 a new year so kind of the first new year of losing somebody anybody whoever that might be it becomes the first year that that person has never existed so craig has never lived in 2024 whereas in 2023 he was he was still alive albeit very early into 2023 was was kind of when he he died so it was just yeah it was a bit more short-lived i think than i thought it would be from kind of an emotional perspective and so i think personally the the reflection of christmas so the three weeks that i've had off work have been actually really quite positive because i think for me one of the biggest things of having the three weeks away from work is just the complete downtime is it's not only the break from work it was a break from hockey as well and i actually i forgot how much i love the time between christmas and new year when frankly no one knows what day it is no one knows what day it is it's very acceptable to drink wine or prosecco at 11 o'clock in the morning and all you do is eat cheese and crisps and have no idea what day it is so i'd forgotten how relaxing and freeing that feels and this is the first time since i've been a teacher for 20 years where what are we now 5th of january friday i don't even go back to work until monday and even then it's an inset day so the, the students don't even come back till tuesday and this is the first time where we've had three full weeks off at christmas and honestly this additional week this extra week at the end so christmas and new year is gone normally i would be back at work by now feeling uber grumpy this year it's just this it's kind of a breath of fresh air and i'm actually i'm actually really quite proud of myself because i've done some really productive stuff with that week so i've done bought a new car but you know sorted my new passport out so officially my name is is changed i've done lots of stuff with harry and then i had a couple of days free at the end of this week and i think if you'd listened to the last episode of the episode before you know that i'd had some of my really close friends had brilliantly been able to come down and visit with their with their with the family uh last week one of those friends is my um he's my coach mentor for hockey and so as much as we're really close friends he's also a really important person in my kind of development as a as a hockey coach and 
I mean, literally last week he was, you know, he was down with the family visiting and he's like, oh, Sal, what are you doing next? What are you doing this week? Uh, Thursday, Friday. I said, um, actually, I have no plans. Harry's with his dad. I'd probably just have sat around and potted and done a few bits here and there. He's like, well, why don't you come up um, and spend a couple of days observing me coach and delivering and he works at Durham University amazing hockey program so for me as a hockey geek as I like to see myself these days I love any opportunity to actually just go and do something that's I suppose I I, I love delivering so I love the the kind of the delivery of coaching to my team but I also, I'm a bit like this as a teacher as well. I also love, and I think this makes me a bit strange, I love the opportunity to actually just go and observe and watch people. Um, so the opportunity to kind of go for two two full days of, of observing um, a university's kind of pre-season, for me, it, it's just hockey gold for me. It's just, it's brilliant. It's and I was like, yeah, this is great. I, you know, I, it gave me that opportunity to get my brain thinking again. So I don't see hockey's work. I never have. But the energy and the time and the kind of having to actually get up in the morning, go and do something. Yesterday, Thursday, I spent the entire day on the pitch um today I spent probably three quarters of the day and then I drove home afterwards and so for me really valuable couple of days of learning felt as though I took loads on um and it actually um coincided with uh what is it yesterday Thursday the 4th of January I had my second um I'd done two applications for my master's um I've decided to do a master's in sports coaching and I'd already got one offer from a uni for a master's in sports coaching but I'd had an aspirational application so my aspirational application was for a master's in performance coaching so kind of that for me what I feel like is that that kind of next level of 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 coaching and the theory behind it and yesterday I got an offer for that place. So the last couple of days have just been really big hockey wins. And I had time in the car. I have to say, I love, I love driving, having time in the car. The journey home from Durham today was kind of two and a half hours on my own. And I, do you know, I think it's so valuable to have those journeys sometimes because the thinking reflecting whatever it is that you do in that time can be can be really valuable so spent two days um kind of observing hockey I was able to kind of get in the car and digest everything really think about actually how exciting it is to be taking a, a slightly different path with the masters that I've decided to apply for um and it's weird because about 90% of the time I was very 
happy and feeling really from a development perspective I'm feeling in a really good place and the second half of our season is about is kind of about to start next week and so the motivation to kind of go back into that was was kind of reignited I think from the couple of days I've just spent on the pitch and the trouble is I can't ever get away from the reminder of Craig because I suppose the real the real reason and I think I've touched on this a few times that that my coaching journey has taken the path it has was it was almost accidental outcome um a side effect if you will of of Craig's illness in the fact that I got thrown into the deep end and had to take over quite a lot of his coaching for him over the last couple of years and to be honest I found it really stressful because it was I mean I was really thrown in the deep end and and I found it really quite challenging but then I realized actually I really like this I like the challenge and actually I am quite good at it so I'd never believed particularly kind of what Craig had said to me about his confidence in me as a coach um and it's such a it's really hard for me to see I see the positive so much so the work that I've been doing the progress that I've been making and the journey I'm on now with the coach mentor I'm working with really 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 close friend of mine really 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 close friend of Craig's former coaching colleague is massively accelerated what I'm doing in a different way than it would ever have happened because our relationship yes we're very close friends but he's not my other half he's not Craig he's not someone who's emotionally invested in me from kind of the perspective of a spouse so actually the the learning that's happened has been accelerated and, and I genuinely don't think I'd have gone down the master's path either I think I would have just learnt from Craig and I would have worked as his assistant for a couple of seasons and then possibly thought about the prospect of me being a head coach and maybe listening to him a little bit and, and taking a bit of advice whereas the opportunity that I've had now is incredibly structured, massively accelerated my journey and my learning. And so I'm now in a place, I suppose, in life that I never kind of anticipated I would be in. And so as much as I'm sad about the fact that Craig isn't here, the positive is, is this journey that, that's kind of happening as a result of that. So I suppose if, if I go back to what I kind of called tongue in cheek, this episode, which is new year, new me, new bullshit, actually, I mean, the timing of this couldn't be any more ironic that the 4th of January, I actually get an offer for the coaching course that I am so passionate about and want to, and want to do. And I'm always kind of, knowing in the back of my mind that that Craig he would have been massively proud of me for this and so as ever I have moments where so for me two days this week of being on a hockey pitch oh just 
very little time to feel sad, very much a huge amount of time to feel like a normal person. I mean, don't get me wrong. The evenings, like I've kind of chatted to before, is whenever I'm around people these days, I, I tend to not get sad and emotional. It's usually, well, it's always the time when I go to bed on my own. Those are the times where brain switches into just me and I usually have a bit of a of a cry and a bit of a, of a sad moment and that's happened over the last couple of days and um I had such a such a surreal moment Ugh, just on the pitch today you know he'd be so proud he would be so proud not just of me but also of our really good mutual friend who's kind of taken on board this coaching journey with me and he's come along for the ride. And he was a huge friend of Craig's. He was his best man. He was an assistant, his Craig's former assistant coach. And I just, I just had that moment today where we were both on the pitch and loads of other people around, players, other coaches. And I just thought he would be so freaking proud of the pair of us not just me for what I'm doing and not just him for looking out for me but I think what we can bring to each other in such a shitty situation and just kind of both learn and grow with that little reminder of the person who brought us here and who brought us to this point and as much as it's tinged with a little bit of sadness he would absolutely be our biggest supporters in this and he would just think we were doing so well from from such a shit situation and he would just he would be so proud of the both of us and I just it's great to have those moments where everything else that's shitty and awful and horrible about everything that's happened and I'm starting to get more of these kind of positive oh I don't know these positive experiences that just remind me I mean Craig always said from the beginning of of his illness and when he knew that his diagnosis was terminal that one of his biggest um, things was he didn't want me, he didn't want Liv, he didn't want Harry, he didn't want us, his close friends, to just sit around and be sad. He wanted us to go and just live life and just go and do what we could do. And I feel as though, I don't think, I don't know, permission is not, it's not the right thing. But I just, I just know, I just know that he would be so happy that I was, this was like, for me, the first step is hockey. Hockey is everything to me. It is my absolute core. It is the thing that it just, it makes me 
And as much as it's intertwined with memories of him, it's not always been him that's been part of my hockey journey. So I think that's where the strength comes from. But knowing that he wanted me to coach, knowing he really backed me in that environment to kind of have this coaching journey and for me to have taken kind of a route so unexpected and so accelerated he would just he would have absolutely loved it I know he would so I think I'm I'm starting to be able to be happy about those things so be happy about my life has changed my life is different my path is different and as much as you can kind of be sad about the fact that you're moving forwards, you're not moving on, you're not forgetting, you're just, you are moving forwards and you're grabbing hold of life and you're doing something with it. It at times can be empowering. And I've had so much time over the last three weeks where because I'm at zero, so zero percent. So I haven't, I've had no hockey, no work, no nothing. I have had just downtime and fun time and time with friends and time to just enjoy I'd say the percentage of time that I've spent sad over that three-week period has been minimal and again I you know I'm such an advocate of myself of shouting out when I'm feeling positive and kind of going with that and so I suppose that's what I'm taking because even the idea of going back to work on Monday Tuesday of next week it feels so manageable and I didn't feel like this at the start of the last term the last half term it's just starting to become that that's more normal that I know the environment I'm going into I know my coping strategies I know it will be tough but actually the tough doesn't impact me as much as it was doing but then if it does impact me if I do get a curveball and something hits me out of the blue I now have ways of coping with that I now have strategies which is empowering and it gives me responsibility and it holds me accountable and it just gives me lots of motivation to be able to just keep moving forward. And if the learning from a from doing a master's in sports coaching eventually takes my career in a slightly different direction, that's also great because my path now is different, yes, but I kind of have to embrace it and not push against it. So I think what I'm what I'm trying to say is that as much as I pushed against, and I still push against a lot at times, this, oh, happy new year, what's your resolution? What's this, what's this, what's this, what's this? That surface bullshit that I definitely don't have the time for, I think from a personal perspective I got to go out there and just celebrate those small wins that I have because I'm also just really hyper aware of the fact that the next couple of months massively challenging because of all the things I've spoken about before the anniversaries the yeah just lots of different things but I'm kind of embracing those in a different way and yet again I I have to shout out my friends because they are the best support and they are different support at different times so combination of 
the people I have who check in on me or support me in different ways, just the combination of them all together is just making life easier. And I have to be massively, massively grateful for that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't feel as though there's going to be much for me to talk about in the next kind of week or so. I feel as though I spent quite a lot of time over Christmas processing various things, talking about them. And I think really now the next few weeks is just going to be managing work and then managing those anniversaries that have that have are looming and are and are coming around really quickly and and seeing how we go with those so so yeah I suppose that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about I am actually more positive than I thought I was going to be um hopefully that's something that's just gonna start to stick a bit more and the downtimes are going to be a bit less, but we'll see. We'll see. And as ever, I will always be honest and um, and talk about those those challenges that might come along. So, yeah. Episode nine done. <laughs>